Welcome to Beauty and the Ghee, the podcast about jujitsu and so much more. I'm Jen Eads, a one-stripe blue belt full of curiosity and questions and all the things about jujitsu. And I'm AJ Klingerman, a Brazilian jujitsu black belt obsessed with jujitsu. And today we are talking about a little review on my first year at Blue Belt. Nice. Because it was about this time in uh, 2019 when I was a two-stripe white belt and we did what my first year in jujitsu was like. So we thought it would be fun to uh, talk about what it's like in your first year at Blue Belt. Nice. Yeah. And if anybody wants to go back and re-listen to that one-year anniversary of jujitsu podcast, it was episode 55. I'll have a link to it in the show notes. And if you're new to the podcast, we have a podcast starter pack for you with some of our favorite episodes. Actually, not even so much our favorite as some of the episodes that you all, the listeners, have said are your favorites. And we've also got a link to that starter pack in the show notes. Nice. So how has your first year at Blue Belt been? It feels like equal parts growth and equal parts suck. Yeah, that feels great. Yeah. yeah. yeah <laughs> that's like it. That. That's the episode. That's it. Excellent <laughs> that's, job. Nice yeah. job. <laughs> and that's a wrap. <laughs> you want to dive into either parts of that sure. a little bit? Sure. So I think that the suck, it's a different kind of suck than your first year at White Belt kind of suck, where I think part of the suck at White Belt is just, it's so overwhelming. And there's just all of this information coming at you. And if you are keeping a notebook, which you should be keeping a notebook, um, I can go back and look at notes now. And and I'm like, what did that even mean? (laughs) What was I talking about? (laughs) So I feel like my note taking has evolved also. But yeah, I think the suck now comes from the frustration of, oh, I've seen this multiple times now. Why am I? Why is it, why can I still not get it in my head? Even today, when we were working on Bravo and Anaconda, why can I still not get my little alligator arms all the way through so that I can finish this choke? Rather than like, what? Like, where's, where, how's your arm even go there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like different. Now you know where your holes are a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Because like the first year of white belt, you don't know what yeah, you don't know. So it's exactly. all maybe kind of clunky or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, now you have an idea of what you're supposed to be doing. And so it's like, oh, that's. <laughs> yeah. Like, why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's that's been one of the biggest differences is that the suck is just different. Mm-hmm. But I think I also can recognize when I've had growth. Yeah. And I think of white belt, so much of it is just survival. You're in survival mode. Like, I'm just going to try to not tap out or not get choked or not get armbarred. And now it's like more strategic, I think, or it's starting to like, there's still a lot of that. Yeah. (laughs) Especially if I'm going with a higher rank, but there's like, I want to start, I want to get out of being in defense all the time. Yeah. I think that's impressive that you can notice your growth where you are at Blue Belt, right? Because I think from my outside thought process is it's almost easier to notice your growth at White Belt because 
you know, six months ago, you didn't know any jujitsu. Yeah. <laughs> so like everything is growth. Um, so at Blue Belt, like being able to notice those small things is very important. And it's really a big part of what keep, keeps people from like that burnout. Mm-hmm. Like if you can recognize the small places you're growing or the places you need to grow, that's going to really help you not get those Blue Belt blues as much. One of the things that I've noticed is I'm more willing to try something new. Yeah. Trying arm bars, which I didn't try for the longest time because they're clunky and (laughs) I suck at them. But it's like if I've got the opportunity and I can see it. And I think the other thing, too, is getting to the point where at least now I'm starting to recognize opportunity. But then that feeds back into that cycle of frustration of like, oh, I can see it. I see that arm and I know what to do with it, but I just don't mechanically have it to the point where I can actually accomplish that. Yeah. Or I'm not fast enough to get it yet. There's a lot of that. (laughs) I haven't drilled it a million times. So muscle memory isn't quite there yet. So, you know, like it's, it, but it's all getting better for sure. Yeah. But I can see little, little things. Something else that I've noticed is that I'm just having more fun. Good. And some of that isn't necessarily um, evolving, like from my jujitsu evolving. I think it's that I'm 51 and I kind of just don't care. Like I don't have anything to prove to anyone. Letting go of the ego portion of it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is hard because like, you know, sometimes you, you have the mindset, not you specifically, Mm -hmm. but people might have the mindset, like I've been doing jujitsu a few years now. This person comes in, they've been doing it six months and they're tapping me. Right. But like people are all different. And I try to always tell you, I'm not judging you against each other. I'm Mm -hmm. judging you against yourself. Yeah. But being able to kind of let go of that ego portion and be like, they shouldn't be able to tap me no matter what. (laughs) Not that that doesn't happen because it just happened last week. I feel like we had that conversation. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay to get tapped. It's okay. You know, like, and I just try to think about it from the standpoint of like tapping is telling your partner they did a good job. They did the move correctly. It's just a pat on the back. <laughs> oh, that's such a nice way to think about it. <laughs> good, good. Like while you're literally patting them. Exactly. Like, good job. You got that. Yep. Yep. Just recognizing that I should be here having fun yeah. with this. Yeah. Because why not? Something else that I feel like has happened is that I don't immediately freak out when I get into a bad spot. That's great. Yeah. That's great. That feels, I mean, it's still not great. But I feel like, and it's not always fast enough or as fast as I would like it, but I'm starting to be like, oh yeah, I can, I do know jujitsu at least a little bit because I've been here before. And then sometimes it just pops into your head what to do. You're like, oh, thank you. Yes. (laughs) Sometimes your brain works. Right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But that's a good thought process of like, I've been here before. Mm -hmm. I know I've been taught how to get out of here. Let's start trying to work those little things. Like if I can create an inch, you know, that's helpful. I'm starting to use my legs more too. Excellent. You do have a lower half of your body. I'm glad. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I just just discovered that at Bluebell. Who knew? (laughs) We were ignoring 50% of the body again. You get legs when you get your blue belt. (laughs) International superstar Jen, you've got legs. Uh, You should probably try using those. We like use everything. Yeah. Yeah. 
I've been using my head more too, not just to think, but to like actually physically yeah. use my head. That's yeah. Kind somebody, of fun. somebody said that to me the other night in class, like you use your head so much. I'm like, yeah, it's like my fifth appendage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to use that to hold your arm down or to move your head out of the way or whatever. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's been fun. Okay. Good. <laughs> what do you typically notice about people in their first year at Blue Belt? Okay, so I mean, obviously, blue belt blues is a thing. Yeah, and I think that we've we've talked about it maybe before, but it kind of happens a couple different ways. One, sometimes people quit as soon as they get their blue belt because that was the goal. Yeah, right. Um, Jujitsu wasn't the goal. Mm-hmm. Lifelong learning wasn't the goal. It was get my blue belt. <laughs> yeah. Um, obviously, not the mentality I want you to have. Uh, <laughs> then. Sometimes the blue belt blues comes in in that first year because blue belt is deep waters. You can be a blue belt for a day or you can be a blue belt for four and a half years mm-hmm. and you can fight each other in a competition. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. We didn't even talk about my first competition. Of blue belt. Well, uh, my only competition so far. I liked the so far edition uh-huh. just in case. Just in case. I like to not close that door. Yeah. But. You know, like, so it's very deep waters and that can get very discouraging. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to like not compare yourself to other people and to not, you know, have the thought process of of like, well, that person's blue belt and I'm a blue belt, but we are not the same. (laughs) Like, (laughs) that's okay. Yeah. Blue belt is deep. Uh Um, And so you really just have to think about your own jujitsu in that time and not other people's jujitsu. And like, you're doing a fantastic job of paying better attention to the little details and the, the small ways you improve and the small holes in your game. And you're doing a fantastic job improving, but that can be hard, especially in that first year. And then, you know, second year, you're like, okay, I deserve a blue belt. Things are getting better. And then you go into third year and you're like, I suck as a blue belt. I should never be a purple belt. You know, like it just, or like, you know, it, it can be such a roller coaster. It ebbs and flows so much. But what I'm looking for, I guess, as a coach in that first year is just kind of finding your confidence a little bit mm-hmm. and like I said, paying better attention to those little details and those small improvements and just knowing your why for jujitsu. Like, why are you here? Are you here to be a world champion? Then train like a world champion. If you're here for the community, have fun. If you're here to keep learning, take notes, do the moves, drill things, you know, like all that kind of stuff. And then expectations as you get further into your blue belt is kind of developing what your game is. Right. Like what type, you know, do you like to play half guard? Do you like to play spider guard? Do you like to do Kimuras? Do you like, you know, like kind of finding what your game is um, before you start really working into purple belt? Those little things are coming. Yeah. Yeah. And being able to teach a little bit. Like, can you explain a move to somebody? Oh, I feel like we need to follow up because we did an episode on can you do you know jujitsu well enough to teach it? Yes. After I was surprised when I got to teach jujitsu <laughs> one morning. Then I got to teach it again, but I had warning. Yes. And that helped. Yes. I was very sick. <laughs> yes. Yes. So there is there is a, a text the night before. Yes. Which is, so then I made sure I had both of my notebooks. Okay. Just to be safe. Okay. Um yeah. And it worked out. I felt better 
still still not great yeah. the second time, but you know, it was better. Yeah. There was one morning that I came in and I was like, I wanted to, I can't remember. I gave some options of what we were going to do that day. But one of the options was like, everybody show a move. And almost everyone was like, nope, nope, nope. Mariah was like, yes, I want to do that. And I want to see what everybody else is going to teach. <laughs> but I think that's a really good, like, just make your brain work. Like, I don't care what it is, what move, show me something, mm -hmm. teach me some jujitsu. Let me hear you talk through the details and I think it's a good skill to have, and I think it's a good challenge for your brain. Oh, such a good challenge, for sure. It's a good reason like that people should try to help out with kids' class or something like that, because being able to show a seven-year-old how to do an Americana, mm -hmm. it's chaos a little bit. So. <laughs> <laughs> you can teach a seven-year-old, you right. can teach anybody. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's definitely like your arm. No, your arm. No, that's your leg. Your arm. Your, you know, like <laughs> there's a lot of that. <laughs> also, you got your blue belt and competed. Was competing as a blue belt different than competing as a white belt? Not from the standpoint of it felt a lot like my first white belt tournament. Again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it was, yeah, it was a whole new level. For sure. She was good. Uh, she was also younger than me, like significantly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of perils of the local tournaments. Yeah, exactly. But I, it was like anything else. I learned stuff, you know, got, got lots of things to work on yeah. after that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's good. That's a great reason to compete. It is. I've not signed up for any competitions since then. I'm re semi-retired from competing. <laughs> we'll see. No, but it's still, it's, it's on the table at some point. But for now, I'm just, because I know what I want. Yeah. I'm coming in here to get better, to have fun, to get exercise. And yeah, if something switches in me at some point where I'm like, oh yeah, totally want to compete again. Yeah. Then maybe I will. Yeah. We've talked about one of the reasons I like competing is because of who it makes me before the competition. Right. Right. So making me train harder, focus on my training, maybe eat better, do more recovery stuff, all of those things. That's one of the big reasons I like competing is who I become in that time. Mm -hmm. um, but that doesn't mean that like everyone has to compete. I do think it can be really good for you for a million different reasons, but it doesn't have to be for everyone, you know, like, yeah, you know, we've got John here. John's 68 years old. He's probably never competing. Yeah. And that's okay. If I do, it would probably be master's Worlds. man. I'd like to see that. I really would. I'd like yeah. for you to be able to do one competition against another woman in their early fifties, you know, like <laughs> just be a nice. grown up. Give me a grown up right? about my size. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'd be great. <laughs> Yeah, that would that would actually be really fun. Yeah, there's just a different vibe to like a world's tournament because it's like we're all old. Yeah, we, you know, like, <laughs> you get to the point where those thirty year olds look young. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like, Master one. Oh, you're a baby. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. It's I'm enjoying the blue belt adventure, okay. and I just that's kind of how I'm looking at it. It's just one big adventure. How about your like expectations as for, for yourself as a blue belt? 
I'm still working on managing those on and off the mat. (laughs) That's just a constant work in progress. I think that it can be hard. Some days they're really good. And I can walk out of here and be like, oh, I tried something. I didn't get it, but at least I tried it. Yeah. So, yeah, it's the, the expectation roller coaster is still the roller coaster, but I think I'm more aware. Yeah. Cause it's different going, even talking about like the depth of blue belts that I train with. Right. That varies yeah. a lot. Yeah. You know, yeah. Different training with like Jennifer, who's mm-hmm. pretty much right around the same rank as you. Yeah. And, um, or Mariah. Right. Who's a three stripe blue belt. Like yeah. that's, yeah. Yeah. That's different. It's different. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, it's a lot different. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, then it's like rolling with a tornado. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it's still super fun. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And you just have to manage your expectations for that. And like I said, there can be times when, you know, the white belt kid wrestler comes in and yeah. puts it on you and you're like, man, I've been doing jujitsu four years and this kid just comes in and, yeah. you know, but everybody's different. It just makes you think, do I really actually know how to do any jujitsu at all? <laughs> you do. I okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that, that means you didn't tap as early as you would have. <laughs> right. Last yeah. year. Exactly. You lasted longer. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And sometimes maybe that's the measurement. You yep. just last a little longer. Yep. And don't run out of gas as quickly. Yeah. Yeah. That's or great. not not freak out in those really bad spots. Yes. Maybe you just managed your breath. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, I didn't breathe. That, or I did breathe. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I breathed the whole time. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> it's all the little things, I think, that you, that start to add up. That's it. That's good. That's, That's good. Do you have any belt. on and off the mat tips? Have fun. Good. I mean, seriously, have fun with this. It's such, I don't know. I just feel so grateful that we get to do this and train and you know, I think about all of the things that jujitsu has brought, not just the jujitsu itself, um, like the people and the con- like the confidence that I have now is much better. Yeah. And that's in everything. That's like, fantastic. Like if I can go out and do jujitsu, right? Can, there's a lot of things I can do. Yeah. And there's a lot of things that I can try because I'm not going to look nearly as dumb at what those things are as I look on the mat sometimes. <laughs> Like, this is a breeze. Yeah. Remember yesterday when that guy was trying to choke me? Yeah. Like, this is cake. Yeah. I can tell you how to fix your podcast. Absolutely. Like, this is easy. Yeah. So that's great. There's that. So, you know, it's like the jelly of the month club, Clark. It's the gift that keeps on giving. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Do you have anything? Any, any blue belt tips? No, I like to have fun. Definitely. And like, If you aren't already, try to integrate with the team. You know, Mm -hmm. like probably your team is doing different things. Even if that's they're going to a competition, you know, like go and watch, you know, like um, go and be with the team. If they're doing dinners after class, sometimes go out sometimes. Like if, you know, just try to integrate with the team because like that's part of the fun. These these people are your 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 gym family. Yeah. Or go to Costa Rica with them. Yeah. Costa Rica is a great thing to do. Oh my gosh. I'm very excited about that. Yeah, I am too. I am too. Like I was talking with, I don't remember who we were talking to, but like talking about Abby, Abby's family does Thanksgiving on the same property as my family. 
And so last year at Thanksgiving, we briefly talked, but this year I was so excited to see her, Mm -hmm. even though I see her almost every day. (laughs) So excited to see her at Thanksgiving because we're so much closer now. And Mm -hmm. a big part of that was Costa Rica. Like being able to hang out in Costa Rica just really made us a lot closer. And so I'm really excited about who we have going so far. I'm so excited about, you know, the new people coming and it's going to be so much fun. Yeah. So that's going to be a highlight of my blue belt adventures. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, friends, for more adventures and tips and just general shenanigans, (laughs) find us on Instagram. That's where we're hanging out. Uh, We're at Brassy. No. about there. Well, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can find us at Beauty in the Gee podcast. And then I'm also hanging out there at Brassy Broad Jen. And I'm AJ Klingerman everywhere you go, unless I'm role model grappling everywhere you go. You're very easy to find. <laughs> I should hope so. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in and we will see you on the mat. Beauty in the Ghee is a production of the Brassy Broadcasting Company and brought to you by Role Model Grappling.